welcome to the Spooky Chris Podcast. My name is Chris Ringler. I am the aforementioned Spooky Chris. Hopefully you found me via my website, SpookyChris.com, where you can find all my writing, um, information about my short films, my blogs, just kind of random stuff. If you found me another way, congratulations, traveler. Um, I know this podcast is out in the ether somewhere, so if you found it, thank you. Um, check out my website, <laughs> SpookyChris.com. <clears throat> uh, so, as I record this, it is uh, March 20th, 2020, and uh, it's definitely strange days uh, of late. I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure you have realized that yourself. I wrote a blog about it uh, yesterday, <clears throat> about the notion that we're in historic times and that we really need to, to be conscious of, of telling our story and recording our story and, and, and kind of keeping this record for the future. Uh, because we... And it's strange. It's strange to think of things that way, but when you, you kind of pull back a little bit and, you know, and look at a longer view, you see how, how surreal and strange things are. And the need for us to record our place in this story is important. I, you know, me living in Flint, um, we're kind of a, a city very, very familiar with the crisis in the last few years. So, you know, we we've learned to adapt. But uh, you know, every normal is a new normal, it seems. And these these are strange days indeed. Uh, that wasn't really what I want to talk about, though. Uh, I woke up this morning. You know, it's, it, again, it's very strange days. I, uh, where I work, we are officially a closed office. So this means that most of our staff are, well, all of us can be working remotely. So you know, there's there's not many that come in. Some will come in for a minute. I I go in every day still. I've changed my schedule a little bit, but I still go in. I mean, I work the front front desk as a an admin and a receptionist. So there's not a lot I can do remotely. And I just would rather I you know I spent nine months, all eight eight months change um, without a job after I lost my my job a couple years ago. And the lessons of that have not been lost on me, and, and I just kind of want to go into work. But, you know, it's, it's very very surreal there. And so I got up this early this morning, um, you know, trying to get my, my mind ready to roll for, uh, for another day. And I happened to be going through Twitter... <coughs> And saw an article about a, a young woman that had died, a poet who had died very young, and I was curious, so I went and I kind of glanced through the article and uh, was caught, kind of got caught up in the tree of a uh, poem, like part of a poem, and I don't know why. 
<coughs> but I just happened to for some, and again for some reason I don't know why <coughs> uh, pieces of a puzzle kind of fell into place for me and I went up and I looked at the young woman's name and I, I mean she seemed familiar the, her face but the name and then the tumblers kind of caught and I realized I knew her a long time ago I knew her a long time ago um, and it's so strange because I had thought of her a few days ago um, and wondering kind of what she'd been up to she had you know from when I met her to, to, to you know where she ended up a lifetime had passed uh, <clears throat> I'd met her as a 16 year old kid at a an all ages club here in Flint I, it's funny because I didn't know she frequented it um, I had seen you know some folks post about her today and I hadn't realized that she was I don't know regular but that she went there um, and I guess I just didn't rem I'm, I'm sure I knew back then I'm sure she mentioned it I just didn't remember um, I just remember being being there at this club at the venue and it was an all ages punk venue um, and uh, I was there with a friend and I would you know me and some friends did zines and we had just finished an issue and I was there to to take it around and kind of hand some out and my friend had caught her you know caught this girl kind of you know, watching the bands and thought she was just cute on wheels but he didn't have the gumption to speak to her so I figured I'd just go and break that ice for him uh, so I went and you know gave her one of my zines and she and I just hit it off because she like you know she did a zine as well and I introduced she and my friend but it was she and I that really kind of connected and became friends from there um, and hung out for a little while and were friends for a little while um, and yeah I hadn't realized she had been you know regular enough down there and it's strange because I can't remember why our friendship kind of fell you know fell by the wayside I don't remember that but I remember her and I remember hanging out and I remember I mean just that she was one of those rare sparks you find uh, in life you know those people that just kind of set people around them uh, ablaze with their passion and their their kind of uh, interest in life their I don't know I can't say joy for life um, because a lot of these people are kind of just trying to make it along and get through but you can't miss their spark um, and their radiance lights things up and lights the way um, they're the kind of people that inspire you that kind of drive things I have I had a friend that I lost last year that you know was a similar kind of person who was just a you know a passionate musician and leader and just such a, a you know a all-around good guy with a whole heart full of demons and 
he just couldn't get past them. And I can't imagine, you know, depression can make you mad, can kind of make you crazy, in that it's like having this white noise of doubt and self-hate turned up to full blast, just like roaring at you. And it feels like you have to scream to to get at your you know to hear yourself over it. So I can't imagine how hard that is to tune it out always. Um, and these kind of people, these people that are lights, that are kind of like flames, you notice that they are the kind of people. They're always creating. They're always busy. They're always trying to find projects because. It, you know, it almost comes down to idle hands are the devil's plaything, where they don't want to kind of find that dead time, that, that empty time, because then you start kind of thinking too much and regretting and looking over your shoulder too much. So it's better to keep building and, and moving forward, you know, building a bridge and you don't know where it's going, but you're just building a bridge because eventually it'll go somewhere. And it's sad, um, these two lives that were lost way too young, neither one of them, uh, maybe, maybe he, maybe he was 40-ish, um, but she didn't, she didn't even make it to 40, but, uh, it's fast, it was fascinating reading about her life and just the impact she had made, and it's one of those things where it breaks your heart, because, she touched, you know, so many lives and, and, and inspired so many people. But it's you can't see that from inside. You know, you never see that from on the inside. You you, you only see your your doubts, your failures, the the things you didn't do, the things you should have done, things you did wrong. And it's the older you get, you realize that you you become a haunted house with all of these ghosts of people you've lost mistakes you've made, uh, chances you didn't take, all of these things um, filling you and haunting you so that you have to keep building onto the house inside yourself to try to avoid them because facing them means facing a whole, whole, lot, of, whole lot of baggage that we don't always want to root through. But it's oh, heartbreaking to lose these lights, especially in a time when there's there's so many people that just want to douse every everything that it isn't them, isn't their viewpoint, isn't about greed and hate and xenophobia and small-mindedness, anything that's pushing us forward. And we're in a time where we have to keep pulling forward or we're doomed. Uh, and we need these lights more than anything. Um, and it's sad, um, you know, to think that you just don't know, like a lot of these acts are done in the heat of the moment. Um, you know, you'll plan it out, you know, for years you'll have a whole plan but the action is this kind of a heat of the moment thing and and truly you know they always say well if you can get past that moment you know you kind of come to your senses and go oh gosh I never would have done that I can't believe I'd do that 
my friend last year. You know, that was what everybody said is that, and I believe that is how it went down. Is that that wasn't him? He wouldn't do that. But this depression makes you sick. It makes you crazy. And in that one instant, um, you do something that that you know ends your life, but it changes all the lives around you in kind of a life quake. And that light that you had, you know, filled so many people with is suddenly doused. And the problem is, too, that as many people as you inspire with that light, there are people that steal it, that just want to suck every ounce of it from you. They want to get something from you. They want to take something from you. They, they, they want to douse it because they're jealous, because they're bitter, because they're angry, because it should have been theirs. And all of that wears on you. And, you know, if you have a hard enough time kind of believing in yourself and then you have people kind of sucking you dry, it doesn't help. And in a world where we need these people, these lights, um, we keep losing them. And in an era like right now, when we need storytellers, when we need people inspiring us to keep going and to keep fighting, to lose that is rough I can't imagine how hard it was for her husband um, for the people that loved her because you know that again that kind of light you just when it's gone it's just the absence you, you realize how dark the world is and same thing with my friend and I've lost a lot of friends over the years and it, you know the absence of them you It sticks with you. And, you know, through the years you lose so many people through to death, to distance. Um, you know, the lovers that leave, the friends that just kind of drift off, you know, that's one of those casualties of, uh, you know, adulthood is the easy friendships you have where... You connect on the silliest, stupidest things. You can spend hours sitting together talking about nothing. Um, sitting in diners just talking about hopes and dreams and, and strangeness. But then you create adulthood and everything becomes compartmentalized. Family, television, career, money, um, you know, you don't talk about music as much. You don't talk about love. You don't talk about sex. You don't talk about the silly things in life. You talk about, oh, I hate my job. Oh, my significant other. Oh, my car payment. You know, you just get caught up in these things, and you drift away. And we, the older we get, the the smaller we make this circle around us. So it becomes more like a noose. And these easy friendships and these easy relationships become so much harder. And the lights in these people that used to light the way for us dim because it's harder and harder to to keep it going when so many around you just don't want it because that light shows truth in themselves as much as it does the way you know shows the way forward so it's strange thinking of this girl I knew a long time ago I uh, I knew her when and I knew her, you know, a short time. But I remember her. And I remember hanging out. I remember I remember going to her house once. 
and she had a goldfish that had died, and she wanted to go and, and take it to the kind of the nearby river. Gosh, it was funny too. I remember going to her house. I got there. I lived like 45 minutes away, and I got there in like 15 minutes. <laughs> it was crazy because I was just trying to get out there. Um, but I remember going to the river with her so she could, you know, put the the goldfish in the river, and it started raining. And I just I remember that. You know, I was I was still kind of a kid myself, and I was just trying to figure out who I was. And uh, it's strange. It's strange the people we were and that we are, and that there's you you know you find these people and you, these memories that are bridges to between, and it's like you're you're running into strangers, and the strangers are different versions of yourself. But it's sad when we lose these lights because we need them more than ever. And I guess when we lose them, all we can do is try to try to take their the last little bits of their their heat and stoke our own fire and and hope hope that that can light the way for those around us as much as ourselves until someone can pick up the torch and move forward. Because that's all we can do is is survive and move forward and, and keep telling our stories and keep trying to make this place a better better one so that the the people we lose along the way finally feel like they don't have to remove themselves from this place. You know that that's the hope. That's the hope, at least. You know and. You hope that in some last moment that they realized beyond the horror of what they've done, what kind of an impact they made in the lives they, they did. You know, this, this girl who wasn't from Flint, who came to Flint a few times, but touched so many lives. And it was nothing compared to the, to the lives she touched elsewhere when she became a, you know, a woman and, and kind of had, was able to share her gifts. And my my friend that died last year, who similarly kind of touched a lot of lives, I don't think he realized he did. You know, we never we never live to see our legacy, really. So all we can do is the best we can, and hope that someone will remember us well. You stay safe out there, friend, and take care of yourself. Keep holding your light up because someone out there might need it.